Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Friday, April 10th, 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my stranded on Fight Island co-host, Matt Sheehan. God, I love it. I love it. I, I love the UFC's idea to do this because, and listen, I, I know it goes against morals and better judgment. Uh, I don't care about that right now. Fight Island, I'm I'm all in for. I'm all in for it. I, I know how borderline inhumane it is. I'm sorry. I'm not a perfect person. Give me Fight Island. I don't care. Let's go. Going against morals and better judgment is the tagline of the UFC, though. So, like, the yeah. UFC on ESPN. Yeah. It's, it's a good point, yeah. <laughs> the UFC goes against morals and better judgment. Yeah. It's just kind of how it, it's the fight game. It's how she oh. goes, Matt. Uh, of course. And I'm, I'm a fair-weather UFC fan. I, you know, I don't tune in every single weekend or every single pay-per-view match, but I'll watch here and there. I'll take any live sport right now, though. <laughs> I'll take anything, right? I'll, I'll watch Hungarian ping pong. I, I'll, I'll do anything right now. I'll, I'll watch a, a guy in Indiana on a live stream on Facebook playing golf by himself at, like, the local Muni. I'll, I'll do anything. So, yeah, Flight Island, whew, please, morals. You guys can take a back seat for a weekend. I'm all in on Flight yeah. Island. When, uh, when Dana White has to uh, have things paused on him, mm-hmm. you know it's real. You, you, oh, yeah. Him and uh, oh yeah, uh, WWE McMahon. too. Yeah, him right. and McMahon uh, are the ones. You're like, whoa, Dana. Oh, I should pay attention. That Dana White had to stop something. Yeah, Dana that's a good White had some. to stop making money. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about UFC buying an island and trying to fight and then it not working out in the uh, short term. We're not going to talk about that on today's right. show. All right. We're going to talk about Michigan State landing another recruit, Matt. Hey now, hey now! When, Look at what's us go. What's the opposite of when it rains, it pours? Because that's usually a negative connotation. Oh, I, it can be positive. Yeah, I, I've used it as a positive all the time. So yeah, when it rains, it pours. Sure. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, twenty-one built strong. Just the idea of that and how it signifies some different things going on uh, around the old football program in East Lansing. Sure. And then we're going to talk about uh, a tweet from Adam Schefter and some, you know, every day there's different things here and there about the uh, viability of the college football season. And so I just want to talk a little bit about the idea of college football coming back and, you know, timing of it and stuff like that. So we're going to do that as well. And if we need to, maybe we'll uh, take a viewer or listener question at the end of the show. We still... Got those in reserve. But that's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. We do this every single day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And Matt. Will. We've got some exciting channel slash network news here. Do do we? Um, Do do I know this? You should. So you don't check emails, Mm. I bet? It depends on the day. Depends on the day. Yeah, you strike me as someone who sees an email from our executive producer or something and just doesn't glance at it. You strike me as that kind of guy because you're like, nah, Will's got this. Oh, I'll give every email a glance. Yeah, beyond that, uh, I'm iffy. Okay. Well, um, we are doing as the, the Locked On Network. So I don't know if you know this, Matt. Um, yeah. As we record this and, and tomorrow, or as the day people are listening to this, like, it's it's... Less than two weeks to the NFL draft. That's bananas. Yeah. Isn't that like it? 
I was talking with someone today, like, how the hell did it just sneak up on us, like, this quickly? The NFL draft is happening virtually. It's going to be a weird television experience, something we're not used to, but it's happening, and it's going to be going on in a couple weeks. So, we're doing a big Locked On NFL mock draft special. Um, Turn up. Basically, what's going to happen is different hosts uh, from all the NFL teams are going to go through the process of doing some mock drafting. And then there will be um, content from that for different college shows. So, you know, like the LSU show is going to have a lot because Joe Burrow is going to go top top overall. And then they got a bunch of other guys, right? Sure. So we're not expecting a ton. Maybe somebody. So we've got, you know, round two picks as well. Um, I don't think anyone will go in the first two rounds in this mock draft. Someone might get crazy. Um, but we will still have some of that content for you next week. But I just wanted to tune everyone's attention that Locked On NFL is how you can follow along with that. Like, it's a big extravaganza of mock drafting. So if you're ready to get in the mood for the NFL draft, which is, again, in two weeks, um, that is how you would do it. And we, uh, on our show, are going to have somebody on. I haven't figured out who yet. We're going to have someone on to talk about the specific prospects from Michigan State. There's a handful of them. Uh, a few guys, I think, are surefire to get drafted. And then there's a boatload of guys who you'd be like, yeah, he's going to get in the fifth round or he's going to be undrafted. So there's a lot of you know, borderline type guys once you get to the end of the draft uh, that Michigan State has. So we're going to bring somebody on here hopefully next week to talk about that as well. But I just wanted to tune everyone's attention to that Locked On NFL is how you follow along with the big Locked On Podcast Network NFL Mock Draft. Matt. Bang! That should be a good one. And I would imagine this is going to be the highest watched draft in the history of television, correct? Has to be. It has to. What else is anyone have going on? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm intrigued to see because this is really the first. I mean, we had WrestleMania, but that's a pay per view type thing. I know there was sure, the network yeah, for right. free or whatever, but like even that is, it was drastically different. Mm-hmm. This is like the closest thing we'll have to having a legitimate program because like people go to see the production and to see the players get picked and you're still going to see the players get picked. And I imagine ESPN is going to pull out all the stops in NFL network oh, yeah. and, and still have really great studio stuff. Kuiper is going to be there. McShay, they're going to have all the highlights and analysis. It'll just be, you won't have, um, the crowd cheering on the podium. I'm not sure in the setup, but it's still like the skeleton is still there of what you're going to see. And so this is the first time in a few weeks that we're going to get like an actual sporting event. That's not so drastically changed that it's like, okay, this is, this is totally different from what I'm going into. I'm not sure if I want to watch it. Um, oh, I'm all completely in on it. And they'll be showing oh, yeah. the highlight clips of all these college athletes. And that'll be like a li- watching a live game to me. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, the music. Da, 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 da. Oh, I the, can't wait. Just give it to me. Mel Kuyper, tell me about Joe Burrow. Like, you know, It's going to be, it'll be different, oh. but there's still going to be the excitement, the hoopla, the production around it. Yeah. It'll still be the NFL draft, and that we're going uh, to watch. I've never been more excited to watch the Lions screw and, up their great pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. So um, we are. I'm looking forward to that, and you know, looking forward to bringing somebody in here to uh, to talk about these Michigan State prospects, which we'll be doing 
Um, and while we're here next week, we're going to have Colton Pouncey on as well on Monday show. I know I'm doing all like the teasing stuff on the front end here. Yeah, get we tried to get him on. You know? Yeah, he did uh, at the athletic did a really cool, interesting fan survey. Um, and we want to talk about the results of that, but we're going to do it with Colton on Monday show as well. Couldn't quite fit him into today's show. He's a very busy guy that Colton Pouncey. Um, sure is. so we'll be doing that on Monday. Let's spend the next just couple minutes here and then we'll keep going with it uh michigan state lands a commitment second in as many days matt ethan boyd Mm -hmm. out of east lansing high school and very close to msu very close to msu uh good on east lansing couple legitimate bona fide d1 power five prospects uh their school between ethan boyd and then there's a receiver andrell anthony who is um, a top target for MSU, uh, also has Michigan after him, Notre Dame, a bunch of schools are, are going after him. So good on East Lansing. Uh, Ethan Boyd, just real quick rundown, six foot seven, 285-pound offensive tackle, Matt. Mm-hmm. It seems Mel Tucker and the new staff, they really like huge offensive linemen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They, it's they it's offer, not a mystery. <laughs> No, they offer. They've offered so many six foot six and above kids to play yeah. tackle and other positions on the line. Um, so he's big, tall. He's gonna. You would hope eventually fill out. You know, tackles. Long way down the line, we'll see. It's really a, a lot of it's about development. But Ethan Boyd's a kid who didn't play football. Um, he played as a, a little tyke and then took it off. Was a basketball player. I was reading about him um, and then picked it back up his freshman year. So two years later being uh or yeah two three years later being good enough to have uh some legitimate power five offers and get a scholarship to michigan state that's uh pretty good work from him and you know you would hope that would bode well for future development uh three-star prospect matt we talked about the three-star four-star five-star stuff yesterday we're not going to dive into it Mm -hmm. a ton number 800 overall in the country in the 24 7 sports composite ranking right around an 80 he's 84 7 7 so about an 85 in terms of prospect ranking uh had offers from indiana iowa state minnesota and vanderbilt were his other power five offers and every school in the mac offered him as well so that is what you're getting there um someone who you know, as soon as Michigan State offered, it's one of those situations where you're like, yeah, they better be able to pick up a kid in their backyard who wants to go to Michigan State, who has some offers, but nothing like, oh, man, like everyone's after him, um, who's a little bit more of a developmental type prospect. You, you better be able to land him. And they did. Yeah, it's a great landing spot. Uh, and you alluded to it earlier, but yeah, he is 6'7", 285 right now. Obviously, that's not a small guy, but he can fill out even more. And to go back to your point, it probably will be three years before we see him realistically play meaningful snaps for MSU. <laughs> Two at the earliest. And I think that'd be a little crazy. Usually it takes alignment a little bit longer to get on the field in college. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I truthfully, I, I didn't know about that tidbit that he kind of had a football, um, what do you call it, I guess, vacation where he didn't play for forever. Um, yeah, he was no, too that's, big. that's exciting. <laughs> He was too big. He exceeded the weight limits in his youth leagues. Uh, that happens. Was, yeah, and so he was focusing on basketball and baseball um, because he thought those were his best sports. I think that's uh, – I actually retweeted it if you want to go to my timeline from the Lansing State Journal. Um, you can read a little bit more about him and how his stock has just been really rising lately, and I imagine it will continue to uh, even though you know Michigan State has landed him. Uh, people might still end up recruiting him. We know how the game goes, Matt. Yes, totally. 
totally. There, there could be flips. There could be flops. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, hey, very exciting. Uh, to, to go back to even Colton's fan survey and theathletic.com without you giving his whole piece away that's behind a paywall, uh, the assistant coach that generated a lot of excitement from the fans was Coach Cap, uh, the offensive mm-hmm. line coach. And this is the first guy that he reels in. Coach Cap has seen success wherever he's gone with offensive linemen. So, yeah, sure, three-star guy, but, hey, if Coach Cap likes him, I like him. Yeah, there we go. Um, let's pause here. We'll come right back and talk a little bit more about these uh, recruiting-adjacent type things. We've got more to uh, say on this. All right, Matt, so just two days after um, people were like, where the hell are the commits? Yeah, Where are the right. recruits? Michigan State's got a couple of them, a couple starters, and, frankly – it seems like a miracle yeah. <laughs> that they're getting kids to commit of course. who haven't even been on visits. It's the middle of a pandemic. We've talked about all the different reasons they are behind the eight ball. Um, for example, uh, Jalen Reed, Detroit King safety committed to Penn state yesterday. One of the top players in the country and in the state, really good prospect is going there. And then there's a couple other Detroit kids who are going there as well, uh, who are actually Tomorrow or today? I'm not sure. It's it's in the next couple of days. The King twins from Castec are committing, and they're going to go to Penn State as well. So three really top prospects in the state of Michigan going to Penn State in a couple of days and juxtaposed against Michigan State, just getting these first two recruits. You know, I, I see that the, the groundwork could be laid for, like, what the hell's going on? Why isn't recruiting picked up? Why mm-hmm. are these kids, you know, why can't we get the – why are these kids going to Penn State, not Michigan State? Matt – there's only one school right now in the state of Michigan who has mm-hmm. fans that should be frustrated by those kids going to Penn State instead of Michigan State. Oh, like as a state fan, I'm a little disappointed, but you know, you could obviously see it. It's not a mystery. Coach Tucker just yeah. got here. Like, Can those kids? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's disappointment, but very understandable. Uh, so I'm a little disappointed. God, if I was a fan of the other team, oh, oh, oh. that's what I, I mean. Look, obviously, like they don't really have recruiting issues no. that are crippling to a program, but I, they got recruiting issues that set themselves apart from other schools, and it's kind of kids like this in your own state, 60 miles mm-hmm. down the road, where, wow, you'd be upset. I mean, not not to throw stones in a glass house. Lord oh. knows MSU's recruiting isn't uh, <laughs> We've sensational in the last few years, but yeah, There's, like, yeah. boy, wow. Uh, yeah, I, MSU comes in at two for the power rankings of programs <laughs> that should be the most disappointed by. Detroit Top-tier athletes going to Penn State. Yeah, the, the entire – it's not really to, like, trash Michigan for, like, it's – they should have gotten – Michigan absolutely – It's an honest dialogue we're having get, about it. Yeah, like, yeah, they when we trash talk Michigan, we, we, we do it. We lean into it. This is just a, a legitimate dialogue to have, though. Yeah, it's like Jalen Reed visited Michigan State one time since Mel Tucker's been there. Now, he was yeah. offered and recruited by Mark D'Antonio and the previous staff – when staffs change over, when they change over in February and things are weird, and then the pandemic, like we've talked about it, it's totally understandable they would miss on those kids. Like those kids with legitimate big offers um, this year are going to be choosing other schools over Michigan State and like, just ex- exactly like that. Even though they're from Detroit, even though they're familiar with the program and maybe they really wanted to go to Michigan State, they're going to choose other schools. Like it's just gonna happen this year and Michigan State's gonna win some recruiting battles certainly Mel Tucker's got enough of a track record of winning recruiting battles he had no business winning 
<laughs> like, just look at, uh, was, is it Jaden or Jaren? It's Jaren Mangum, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, Jaren Mangum, four-star running back from Detroit, who he got to Colorado. Um, and now he's recruiting his younger brother to go to Michigan State. That's another story. But Mel Tucker's going to win some battles that he's not supposed to win this first year, and that's going to be fantastic. It's going to help Michigan State pull in a top 25, top 30 recruiting class as opposed to a 37th best one, a 42nd best one, right? Mm-hmm. That That's, that's going to be nice. But, like, this quickly in, it's just – it's not. It's a bummer, certainly, to not get players like that that are in Detroit and Michigan. But like, he's just getting to know the coaches down there. He's just getting to know the programs. Like, maybe if he had an extra month, maybe if there wasn't a pandemic and he could have had them all on campus a few times, you know, then you got a fighting chance to to make the the flip there. Um, but they just didn't have it. And I will say this, and this was pointed out to me on Twitter, and it's a great point. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, signing day is not till December. That's forever away. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's in the quite a few world, weeks. In the recruiting world, that is forever away, and eh, things are kind of different. I would think with Michigan State recruiting uh, as it compares to years prior. I something tells me Mel Tucker is not going to uh, abide by the gentleman rule of the Big Ten that you don't contact other player, other schools' recruits. And it's, you know that. Oh, that window. Yeah, that, that rule yeah. is out the window right now. I know. Of course. I know. Uh, yeah, I know. Urban Meyer kind of broke that rule and, and forced change. But there's something that was telling me like, yeah, it still kind of was lingering in the background of some programs. Um, I don't think it's lingering in the background of the program for Michigan State anymore. I don't think Mel Tucker, uh, given that he's offering kids who are committed to other schools and they're still going to recruit these people, I don't think, and keep in mind, these are 16, 17-year-old kids who like being recruited sometimes and want you know, different things, and maybe James Franklin takes a new job. Things change, is the point. Yeah. So The man, the, the, to, the man recruited in the SEC, for crying out loud. I mean, yes. he's going to bring those rules up here. <laughs> try to just try to not get discouraged by the first few months of recruiting. That's all. Yeah, um, like right now, seeing those guys leave the state is maybe like a two, two and a half on a scale of one to ten, ten being irate, screaming mad. Now, if it mm-hmm. was like next year, he has had a year to lay the groundwork and everything, you could probably bump it up to... Oh yeah, five. I don't. Yeah, five, six for sure, for sure. Um, But right now, it it is an ultimate. Right now, like, what can you do? Just on principle, it's a two out of ten for it being disappointing, though. Like, yeah, is what it is. Um, and there, uh, and there will be more players committing to this class in the near future. They will have more than two players this class. Is that what you're reporting? Wow. No, I'm. I'm saying like, even within this. That's right. No, I, I know someone, there's going to be more people. It's it's yeah. you know, they've got these first two. They're going to start trickling in now and they'll, you know, it'll be fun and exciting and you'll get new ones. You'll be like, "Oh, look at this great recruit." And there's there's stuff coming. So don't worry. It's going to be okay. Let's talk about 21 Built Strong. I like it. Let's talk about Brandon. I'm a big Brandon guy and whoo, yeah. have they come in hot here. I, I like it. So here's here's what it is, Matt. 21 Built Strong is the... Someone actually asked me this, so I was like, oh, we should probably, you know, say something about it. Um, mm-hmm. 21 Built Strong is the hashtag for the 2021 recruiting class. I love it. Has Michigan State ever had that aside from Dream Team in 2016, which was player started? Yeah, correct. Correct. Um, no, 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 certainly not. I don't not. think they One have. started by the program. Not to memory, Has, at least. Has there been an official commitment gif? 
No, but there's a hashtag V for MSU, which I gotta say, I I was a fan of that. That was a cool bat signal yeah. to have, but ooh man, that gif is saucy. I love it. <laughs> it is great. Especially um, when it's not tweeted out with like five pixels, which some coaches have uh saved. Oh in my the god. Phone. But we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get around to that. that. Yeah, that's okay. We're we're we can change that. Um so Michigan State made is making like social media videos directed explicitly at recruits. Like who's next? Join us, and it's workout videos and Mel Tucker with a hammer and, and different stuff like that. So, from one of the, and that's really cool. That's that seems like newer stuff. I honestly, I that's tough because I've been paying a lot more attention. But even like the last year, but like of D'Antonio, it's just it it's different. Um, mm-hmm. This is certainly different. Uh, every time Michigan State gets a recruit, it seems yeah. like about ten minutes ahead of time. Mel uh-huh. Tucker will tweet the GIF, 21 built strong, and then all the coaches and the sports staff will retweet it as well. And it's basically, it's like dark. Um, Scraping sort of, a hammer against a wall. Yeah. there's. I'm trying to explain the vibe. It's a little like Zack Snydery of the DC universe, if you're into that. I'll take um, a word for it, yeah. It's someone walking down a hallway. They're dragging a hammer against a wall. It's neon green, there's green lights, there's a player looking at the camera, looking sweet with a tinted visor, um, his hand holding the hammer with a pretty sweet glove, and then it says 21 built strong on a brick wall that explodes. Yeah. So that's the GIF. And Mel Tucker, we've now learned, like, this is the bat signal GIF for recruiting, and all of the assistants and support staff tweeted out as well. And you can get little hints, because he tweeted this out, and someone was like, is this Jalen Reed? And other coaches were saying, like, what is it, Juice something or like Juice something squad. Or other? Juice, Juice squad. squad. Juice squad. Yeah. It was a bunch of Juice squad tweets following it, and you're like, oh, that means it's a lineman. <laughs> like, yep. There's, like, different Absolutely. subsections within it, and it's just – it's it's wild and different, and we're going to keep – you know, we're just getting used to this new way of, of things happening around the program. Like, they're very much more online, more socially aware, more marketing, more branding, more all about that than the previous regime was. Um, and it's just cool. It's it's cool to see it. And it's really funny when certain assistants have no idea how to post a GIF. No, that's okay. But I, branding plays. I, I know some people yeah, think it's corny. It, it really doesn't matter. Branding in this day and age plays, especially when you cater to a lot of student athletes that are on social media. Yeah. You keep it sharp, you keep it concise, you keep it tough like that. That's mm-hmm. a great branding to have. You go to any program, look at their Instagram, their Twitter page. Clemson, completely insane. It's not, Ron, Ron, it's not the only reason that they're a good team. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. But, man, ooh, branding helps. Big yeah, branding cool. guy. And it's nice to have MSU stick to it. Although the one thing that has stuck out in that gif, God, Will, that, that neon is still hanging out in there. <laughs> There's still some... <laughs> whispers of of neon in the gift so i i think we're gonna be keeping that neon for this upcoming Listen, season i've said it yeah the 20 with a hashtag is, like the word built is in neon um in the thing i've said it a million times i think neon is fine in small doses as an accent Yes, like uh, did, did they do it, it late in the year? I, uh, my memory's a little fuzzy. Did they do it late in the year? It was where they Illinois. Did the it was Illinois, and I don't want to talk huh. about it, but it looks okay. cool. Let's fair, pause fair. here. We got. I want to keep talking about this. Um, we're gonna come right back because we're blitzing through our time here. Now we're on a tangent, but I want to talk about a helmet that was making the rounds on Twitter. Matt, somebody tweeted at you, mm-hmm. and I went and checked this, and we can talk about my research. Someone tweeted at you a black football helmet. 
a flat black helmet with a dark green stripe, a dark green Sparty head on it. And it was an official helmet from yeah. the Spartan store. Yeah, a full-size Riddell helmet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks sharp. It looked very nice. I was into so it. I did, I did some research. This is where the hearts get broken. Not necessarily. Ah, okay. I went to the Spartan store. Yes, as one does. And as one does, I followed the link. Yes. And I'm I'm looking around and it's like, oh, related items. You know, people who all bought this also bought that. Yada, yada, yada. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I look. I'm like, oh, man. There's this black helmet. Because obviously we're, we're all thinking... Wait a second, are they going to have black uniforms next year? Like, that's the immediate first thought, right? Yeah, totally, 100%. And then I look and I see, oh, there's a chrome helmet on here, and it's different from the chrome helmet they used to wear. But, hey, they had a chrome helmet. It's it's a little different, but maybe. And then I go, like, oh, there's a, there's a gold helmet. There's, you know, there's different helmets. There's, yeah. There's, Shoot. There's all these different helmets, and... Okay, it looks like they're just kind of doing wild things with helmets and not necessarily signifying like, hey, this is something we're going to wear. There's the black matte bronze-ish thing that is different from the bronze one they wear. And I'm like, dang it. Yeah. Looks like this black helmet is just another thing to make money. Yeah. And then. And then. <laughs> and then I looked deeper, Matt. Yeah. And I found. There are three different helmets available on the website. The first on. one, the first type, three different types. The first type is a $35 mini helmet. Okay. Somewhere in that range, 30 to $40 mini helmet. And that right. is, there's a black mini helmet. There's a chrome mini helmet. There's a gold mini helmet. There's a bronze mini helmet. There's all these different mini helmets that are just that, mini helmets that have not been worn. So I'm like, okay. What about the next size up? We've got this $150, $200-ish replica helmet, Matt. So we've mm. got a mini, and we've got a replica helmet. Now, the replica helmet is, like I said, about 100 to $150. We've got a gold replica helmet. We've got a green replica helmet. We've got a bronze replica helmet. We've got a white replica helmet, okay? So we've got all these different variations in replica helmets. And then I said, wait a second, this black helmet... This black helmet costs three hundred and seventy dollars, Matt. It's a lot of dollars. That's a lot of and dollars. And I look, well. and it says authentic helmet. Ooh, so wow. we've got minis, we've got replicas, and we've got authentic. And you want to take a wild guess which of these helmets authentic. are authentic? Authentic. The ones Matt, I've, I've got a, the ones I've got a used. green, <laughs> I've got a green authentic helmet. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, I've seen that. I've got a white authentic helmet. I think I've seen that before. Yeah. And I've got a black authentic helmet. And those are the only authentic helmets on the website. Green. Rub- rubbing my hands right now. White. <sighs> I like it. And black. I like it. All the other gimmicky helmets yeah. are not available. Hit the bricks, gimmicky helmets. Hit the bricks. <laughs> they are not. The, the bright chrome one, not authentic. There's no authentic one. The gold one, nope, no authentic. The bronze flat mat, not authentic. See we got a mini, we got a replica. We do not have authentic. We have a black authentic helmet 
on the store with the white authentic helmet, with the green authentic helmet. Yeah. Matt, are we getting black uniforms? I, I think we can formally break this news now, right? That sounds well in our wheelhouse. Is, is there a way to legally protect us that we can't get sued if we're, we're wrong about this? <laughs> there will um, allegedly be black uniforms this year. <laughs> there. I no, will report. Uh, that, that's good no. research, though. That really is good. Yeah. I'm reporting that the only actual authentic helmets available on the website are ones that have been worn before and the black helmet. I'm, I'm going to report that exclusively. Yeah. I like that. Can I, I co-sign no that? Can, can I be part of this? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to get some of this uh, this juice here. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fire up a tweet. Um, I have no idea if Michigan State is is getting any different types of uniforms this year. I would think, just oh, judging imagine. by Mel Tucker, and they're not gonna do anything wild and change things. You're still gonna have your standard look that they've been going with the last couple of years because it's a really good look. Mm-hmm. But but I think there could be a chance they try something different. A little bit of this. Little bit of that. Try a different, you know, try the neon. Try something a little different with the neon. Yeah. Maybe not so radiation. Uh, green. Whispers of neon. Yes. Whispers of it. You know, I think we can confidently say they're probably going to try a little something different. A little bit of tweak, a little bit of something new in the uniform game this year. And if it's black, Matt, mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. I want to see what it looks like. No, I've been waiting for this forever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always the go-to color to throw around when you know, hey, oh, what sure. would be a cool alternate jersey? And that goes for every team that doesn't already have black as their predominant color. Like mm-hmm. you, you want to see the black. Ever since the Lions did it, it's like, ah, why not every team just do it? What what the yeah. heck? Um, and it's a good-looking helmet. Yeah, sure is. I, black alternates very rarely look bad. I'm trying to think offhand, yeah. like if I've seen any horrible ones. And none um, are Boise State's are incredible. Oh, they're A plus. Phenomenal. They're, they're great. Um, Ohio State's are really cool. Yeah, fantastic. Florida State has some solid ones. Even Miami's got some good ones. Miami's are really cool. Yeah. They're sharp, man. They're sharp. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just ripping through some of the Florida State ones. Black is just a yeah, sleek dude. color, hey? Huh? It is. Yeah. It is. Um, oh, man. That'd be really cool. Hey, alternate jerseys get buzz. You need you what need buzz your, in the program. Let's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. no brainer. Let's finish the show up this way. What is yeah. your sort of like? Paint me a picture of like your dream alternate look that Michigan State trots out this year. Ooh, you go back to the 2011 Pro Combat jerseys and copy them verbatim. No, oh, uh, really? <laughs> no, not not really. Well, I mean, I did absolutely love those jerseys, but no, I'll, I'll give you a little bit more creative than that. Uh, yeah, I, I do all black and. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna jazz it up here. I don't do any neon on it. I still do the dark green, and the numbers okay. are outlined in white, okay. so they look like hollowed out black numbers or green numbers, but they're still bordered by white because, well, you know, shout out to my press box people. You got to be able to see the yeah. jerseys from the upper deck. Yeah, so that that'd be nice to tell what number everyone is. So yeah, I, I feel like that'd be sharp. Perhaps do you have something in mind would- or, or no? It's similar. I, I want to see... Okay, so here's the look. We got black pants with yep. uh, the green stripe on the side. Mm-hmm. And you know that... I don't even know how to describe the pattern that Michigan State uses, but it's, it's like, like a diamond... It's like diamond wrap. Like it's like a, a maze, like a diamond maze. If you yeah, imagine it's like that the shape of it. Yeah, like that faux Greek pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of Greek type thing. 
that. And they do it on the shoulders and stuff like that. So I'm thinking that down the sides, green stripe of that pattern down the sides. Dark green Sold. with the what? Yep, yeah, right there. Those are the pants. Okay, I like it. Tops are, tops are green. Okay. Right? Sure. Or tops are black. Excuse me. Tops are black. Okay, that makes more sense. All right. Yeah. Top, sorry. Tops, tops are black. The lettering and all that is green. Stick with that. It's similar to yours. Outlined in white would be good. Um, I don't want, yeah, sorry. In green, outlined in white. So we got black top, green lettering, outlined in white. The shoulders mm-hmm. now, oh. shoulders have that pattern. Okay. But that pattern is not all black. We got to mix some green in there, whether it's oh, just the outline yeah. of it, the threading of it is dark green or something like that. Find a way to incorporate some green into that Greek diamond pattern, right? Sure. We got the flat black helmets. Okay. And we've got giant Sparty. A big, giant, gruff Sparty in dark green. Like the it. Boise State Bronco had. A I'm giant, I'm all giant, gruff Sparty outline in dark in. green. I think a dark green chrome outline of Gruff Sparty would be dope too, because that's kind of what Boise does, right? They got the chrome Bronco when they, they blow up so the they do, on their helmet. They do. Um, I think the black Boise State helmet is the, or maybe the orange one. Boise's looks are so incredible. Yeah, they, they um, don't have a bad look in the closet. Yeah. No, um, the black Boise State helmets are some of the sharpest ones you're gonna find, and one, yeah. So they've got like a giant chrome blue. Bronco head with the orange eye. They've got a giant, um, like chrome white one, and then chrome orange as well. So they kind of mix it up. But yeah, I'm with you. Like the shinier, sparty, um, the the gruff sparty head is kind of outlined in that shiny chrome dark green that really pops off the black helmet. Yeah, that's my look. I could be sold on that. Yeah, somebody no, mock yeah. it up. Yeah, <laughs> someone who's competent at Photoshop. Uh... Do us a solid here. Yeah, yes. mock that up. That's a, that's a that's a tough look. Please, yes. All right. Well, we didn't get into everything, but I think going down alternate uniform paths much better. Yeah, yeah it's a little lightheartedness for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. My research was really important there. I wanted to get that out there. No, that that was a plus research. Yeah, I haven't done that much research for anything in my entire life, even going back to like school projects or anything. That's that's big time. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, that's going to do it for us here. Another week of Locked On Spartans. Down the drain, in the can. I don't even know what the appropriate saying is for that. We'll be back next week. We're going to have Colton Pouncey on to talk about his fan survey. That'll be on Monday show, unless anything crazy happens over the weekend and we kind of got to rework things. Um, and then hopefully later in the week we'll get a draft analyst on to uh, help us preview that. Maybe we'll... You know, because we've got like seven, eight, nine prospects, we can break that up and, uh, you know, do a couple segments here and then save some for next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the week after, do some segments there. So lots of draft stuff to start getting into starting next week, Matt. It's going to be a fun week of shows. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find it wherever you get your podcast and follow Locked On NFL for that NFL mock draft spectacular extravaganza starting next week. Matt, take well, us into the weekend. We'll just have a great weekend, everyone. One more week uh, through this whole thing that we're all going through. Don't know when it's going to end, but hey, another week down. Got to stay positive. <laughs>